Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Real Estate Sessions Rewind episode, where I venture back in time and bring an episode back to life. This week, we go back to November of 2021, and it's Alex Montalente, co-founder of Real Greater. You've probably seen the Real Greater booth at a conference or event over the last couple of years. Uh, and it's great to go back in time a little bit and hear what the vision was for Real Greater and, and to see that they are actually hitting that goal. This is a really cool episode. Alex is a great guest. So enjoy. Why I love TikTok is because the video editing tools are tremendous. I mean, forget about Instagram. I mean, what you can do on TikTok to make a beautiful video is, is amazing. And then you can download it and share it on any platform. So first of all, from a video creation standpoint, it's huge. You're listening to the Real Estate Sessions Podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Risser, Executive Vice President, Strategic Partnerships with Rate My Agent, a digital marketing platform designed to help great agents harness the power of verified reviews. For more information, head on over to ratemyagent.com. Listen in as I interview industry leaders and get their stories and journeys to the world of real estate. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 297 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend. Today, my guest is Alex Montalenti. He's the co-founder and CRO of Real Greater, a very cool tool that helps agents figure out, are they missing some things on their social presence online? Uh, Alex has been in the digital space for over 20 years, uh, has multiple companies, actually, but I'm really, I really love what he's doing with the Real Grader. We're going to talk about that. And we're also going to, as you know, talk about a little bit about where he came from, where he grew up, and how we got into this business. So let's get this thing started. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So here we are. We're in Orlando. We're here at the Exit Realty Southeast Region event. Yes. You having a good time here? It's awesome. I got to speak. It's uh, a lot of people. Yeah. Over 700 agents here. Yeah. Looks you like did they're re- rallying. You did great. It was, uh, you were up on stage talking about the importance of understanding how Google works and reputation management and that sort of thing, which, which is what Real Grader does. And we're going to talk a lot about that. But, but on the podcast, I love to find out about the people first. So let's, let's do that. And, and so I know that you are a native Long Islander. And I, I love Long Island myself. Um, Beth Page Black is up there. I've yep. played some golf up there. Best golf uh, course, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and, and I know that you, you shared the story of how your parents ended up in Long Island. Can you do that for us? Absolutely. So my mom is Romanian and my dad's Italian. And my mom... And my grandmother lived in Romania. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. He had an arms factory. And back in the day, in the 60s, uh, times of communism, unfortunately, they they seized his factory. And uh, he kind of went running for a while. They found him. They put him in the prison system. He worked in the canal. During that time, my mom and my grandmother lived in a really nice house. Actually, it's now the U.S. Embassy in Bucharest, Romania. And uh, they lived in this house and then it started getting occupied by by the troops. Little by little, they were put into a smaller room and eventually my grandmother said, enough of this, I gotta get out of here. So she negotiated to give her house up in exchange for her passports. They actually didn't give her the passports though. They fled the country uh, landed in Rome and waited for their passports so they could make their way over to the U.S. While in Rome, my mom went to high school in Rome, and that's where my dad saw her, fell in love, and uh, decided to 
chase her to the U.S. after my mom and my grandma came to the U.S. He wasn't staying back in Italy. He was nah, going with. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. That's awesome. Who's this Romanian girl? Yeah. And he went for it. And that's really fortunate for you. Otherwise, yeah. you're not here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been in Italy or Romania or who knows where. Yeah, that's true. Let's, let's talk about um, growing up on Long Island, right? I think yep. it's, it's um, first of all, I don't think people realize how long Long Island is. Unless you, it's, it's a hundred miles long, right? Yeah. From, what I guess let's call it Brooklyn to Montauk, right? Yep. It's a big place. Whereabouts on the island were you? North Shore, South Shore, and and what was it like growing up there? So I was about thirty minutes outside of the city, one of the better railroad tracks, the Port Washington line. Okay. So I could be in the city in like twenty two minutes. Nice. Which was sweet. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Long Island is long. I mean it depending on the traffic, you could spend five, six hours driving, you know, across Long Island. Right. But um, growing up there was was beautiful. What were you thinking about as, let's say, fifteen-year-old Alex? Yeah. What were you thinking about? Because you know, you know, you're you're in high school now, and you're. Th- what What did you envision as a career? Huh. It's a really good question. I mean, I was a child model to start with. Wait a minute. Yeah. Well, I didn't hear that before. Wait. Yeah. A minute. So, what? Where would I have found you? Where are some of the places I've I was seen on you the cover of J.C. Penney? Uh, I did Levi's commercials in the New York Times, Macy's. Well, back in the day, it was A and S. Uh, Gimbals, okay, so all the major magazines. I'm going to need a link to something so I can add that to the show notes. Yeah, Is that absolutely. possible? <laughs> all right. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. But yeah, actually, just to answer your question on on what was I thinking, I think I was always thinking that I was an entrepreneur. And I think back to the days, you know, lemonade stands, we all did that, okay. right? But when I was a child model, my mom would take me on the train to New York City. And I would always, I found a Coke can under the seat. And it said, okay, redemption, five cents. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm going to get five cents if I bring this Coke can in? So every time I would take the train to the city to go modeling, I would accumulate all these cans and go cash them in. Wow. And it was like, all right, where, you know, how can I make money? Where can I make money? What what kind of business can I do? It was always a thing for me. I find a lot of CEOs of startups have that same story that, they knew they were going to do something that was different than working in an office from nine to five. Yep. That wasn't on your radar. No, not yeah, at all. Good. You go to University of Vermont. Yeah. That's, that just seems, I don't, I don't call it odd, but um, that's just different. Yeah. So I was looking around for all these different universities and I decided to travel up to the University of Vermont because I thought I was going to be a doctor. Mm. But, okay. you know, I saw beautiful Vermont. I saw the scenery. I saw the mountains. I wasn't even a big skier, but once I went there, I fell in love with the mountains, fell in love with snowboarding, and after one biology class, decided, no way, I need to go into the business school. So I moved over to the business school. All right. You get out of there, and um, you had already, it looks like you were already starting some things up. You'd done some early yeah. web interest, it was an interest to you in the mid-90s. That stuff was just starting, and you were right there. Yeah, so it's kind of a funny story. Is my last year of college... I took a class called Entrepreneurship 101, and the teacher was an entrepreneur who advised strongly not to be an entrepreneur. He said, this is like the worst thing you could possibly do for your family, for your life. It's difficult. Don't do it. And I said, I like the challenge. Let's do this. So I wrote a business plan to build a website for the University of Vermont. And we built a website that looked like an iPhone screen, like a bunch of squares where you could find the dining, the local weather, the shops. And we said, we're going to make a portal for the University of Vermont called it discoverburlington.com. We bought the domain, we started building it, and then we realized, wow, we're really early. Nobody has a website. We have nothing to link to. So we started building websites and we created a company called Burlington Internet Company. Okay. 
And then we got an investor who gave us an office space. We started going building websites for everybody. And then we put a grocery store online so that we could deliver groceries to the kids in college. You're like DoorDash, Instacart, yeah. before any of that stuff before even Before any of that stuff. Holy cow. And then if you think about Uber Eats, we oh. we wanted we knew that the kids, I mean, we were kids. We, we yeah. wanted food delivered to the door. Right. So we hooked up with a food delivery company called Five Star Delivery. They had about 35 restaurants, got a bunch of interns to put all the menus into HTML. Wow. And we had online ordering and delivery, Uber Eats style, back in 1999. Yeah, like 1999. And I, you know what? The, you actually were just too early. Yeah, I was too not early. Not enough people. <laughs> it's crazy. Not, I mean, you think about Zuck and all the stuff he did with Facebook. Yeah, people had websites by the by two thousand four five when he was doing his thing, but in, yep. in ninety nine and two thousand, it was still fairly fairly. Timing is everything. Common. Like you can oh. be early, but if you're just just a little early, it's good. If you're too early, yeah, if you're way you're too, too early, because <laughs> you've got to move on and make a living, and you just yep. can't sit there with that. And so, so let's talk about the fact that you get involved with uh, realtors and real estate. Yeah, and I think you have a very personal connection in that space. Absolutely. Yeah. So my mom, you know, she came to America back in 1968 with nothing, and she was given a, a phone number to go work in a factory in Queens, New York, and my grandmother went with her. They both worked in the factory, saved up enough money to put a down payment on a property in Queens. My mom got into rentals. She got into real estate, residential real estate, and that's how she raised me and my brother. She was a um, single mom you know, paying the mortgage. And I remember I came home in 1999 from college, knew a little something about the internet because I'd launched that business. And I said, all right, let me help my mom because she didn't get computers at all. Like most realtors, you know, it's like, that's not their thing. Their thing is connections, people. So I started helping my mom, closed a really big commercial deal. It was an $80,000 commission check, paid the mortgage for years. And I was like, wow, if I can help her, who else can I help? So then I started helping her friends, then I started helping brokers, and then I saw that you could do websites and automate the process. So we got into websites and marketing. Yeah, you're in that early time in the uh, early 2000s, mid-2000s. First of all, social's going to start exploding in yep. later, um, but you also had the opportunity to play that SEO game, Yeah, which... You know, for me, and, and I was with, you know, Fidelity and Chicago Title, that, that whole company, Fidelity National Financial, starting in 2000. So I got to see that stuff come online, right? I was, yep. I was in, <laughs> we had an office in Scottsdale, and I was there when one of these guys told me he just got a job with a company called GoDaddy. Yep. Like, yeah, what's that? Right. What's that? What's that going to be? <laughs> Little did I know, like other things, you know, it was going to be as big as it was. Huge. Um, but so, so, one of the things about SEO, I just want to ask you this question because yeah. there's there's black hat stuff. There was ways to like I I knew a guy who would get upset at somebody and just jack up their online presence by just creating a ton of things and links and content that would just kind of make this guy a mess. Even even going in and redirecting stuff that he was trying to rank for yeah. to another site. I'm sure you you know about this kind of stuff. Yep. And then there's also this other part of SEO where it's. It seemed like you could promise, you know, hey, I'll get you on page one and then, you know, and never really get there. Yeah. You know, those guys too. Yeah. So how, how did you talk about that time, that time in, in that digital space? Yeah. So, I mean, 1990, 1998, Google comes out and, every, and my dad had been telling me about Google and like how the algorithms work. He was a tech consultant. So my mom was a realtor. My dad's a tech consultant. No wonder yeah. I'm a real estate technology I was guy. I say, you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking at Google and and realtors were saying, hey, build our website, but I want it to be number one, like 
Bayside, Queens, New York. I had 10 clients that all wanted to be number one. So we started optimizing them and we realized if you just go really deep, forget about all the tricks, just go really deep on the content, create 20 pages about Bayside. So we started taking the MLS data and slicing it in all different ways to create multiple pages, kind of what Zillow is doing, right? I mean, at, and Zillow's way later, right? Right. But I always believed, even in the days of Zillow and, and other companies that like Realtor.com, is that if you go really deep on the content, you can win. And I still have clients on page one of Google because they went deep back in the day. That applies even more today. Yeah. I mean, that's really... There's, more, yeah, the, today the, it's... Google could be gamed back in the day, 15 years ago. It's really, really hard to game Google today, right? Yeah, okay, absolutely. Yeah. Let's move forward to today. And I met you through Christy Keneally. Christy yeah. used, talks about you a lot because she does a lot of demonstrations on technology and presentations and things. And she, she always brought up Real Greater. Here's a company that for free, you can, you can now um, put in some information, you know, some basic information about yourself. And they're going to go in and find out how does your social media profile stack up. Exactly. Right? So let's, first of all, let's talk about that, what brought about Real Greater? Because you've done quite a few different things in the digital space, marketing agency, all kinds of stuff. Yep. How does this come about? Because you, do you, how many companies do you still have running? Uh, it's like five. Okay, good. Well, let's talk about Real Greater because that's the one that really interests, I think, yep. most people listening. Absolutely. So my business partner and I, by the way, we're 50-50 on every business and been working with him for over 20 years. Wow, that's great. So it's like a serious relationship. What we, what we thought about one day in the kitchen is how do we just tell realtors like how they're doing? We were getting this question all the time. How am I doing online? You do our website. You do this for us. You do AdWords. But I just want to know in general, am I taking care of business online? Like, am I looking okay? So we said, wow, let's build a scoring platform, kind of like Credit Karma runs your credit score. RealGrader will run your online score and will let you know what recommendations you, you need to do, you know, what you need to improve. So we built, you know, getyourfreegrade.com. You go there, you fill it in, and then we return to you your grade with your recommendations. And then we realized, wow, all right, now most realtors are getting a 30 out of 100. Not a hundred out of a hundred, not a ninety, but like really low industry average. That doesn't even. That's not even a grade. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's below an F, whatever that is. But it's crazy, and you know, I mean, even brokers would have like really low scores because they're not taking care of their online presence. They're doing the business for real estate. So we said, great, they need help, and they were like, great, you can train me, you can educate me, but at the end of the day, can you just do it for me? So then we said, let's just build a done for you digital optimization service to just optimize them online on all the different platforms, Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, Zillow, homes.com and realtor.com. Cause those are the eight essential sites that every realtor should be on. Right. Have you ever had somebody score a 90 something? I'm curious. We've had, I had, uh, yeah, like Lena Lopes over at Douglas Elliman had a really high score, okay. but she, you know, she wanted to get it done. So she, she had us optimize her even further. She wanted to be a hundred. Yeah. Every, like yeah. There's a, you know, realtors want to, they want that hundred score for sure. <laughs> They're gunning for it. Much like reviews. They all want to be five stars in every single review. Exactly. Sometimes that's not quite possible, but, but, uh, that's great. I, I love that. Part of the, Part of the story you tell, and, and you did a wonderful presentation here at the Exit Southeast uh, Regional Event. Thank you. Part of the yeah, part of the story you tell is the importance, power, value, just how incredibly important. I'll put it in your terms: Google, Google, Google is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's been around since 1998. It's always evolving. We had Google SEO, then we had Google AdWords. 
Then we had Google My Business. Then we had Google Reviews. Then we had Google Local Service Ads just came out on the market, and most realtors don't even know about that yet. And that's kind of sneak, you know, we, I just met with a realtor that says she gets multiple phone calls per day on her Google local service ad wow. listing leads, right? Not like an inquiry on a property. Right. This is just starting. And the importance of reputation is huge for this. Yeah. So, I mean, Google, 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 absolutely. And who knows what's down the road? Yeah. Yeah. If you think about it in the early days, uh, it really was just, <laughs> I mean, trying to get to the first page of Google wasn't that hard. Yeah. There were people, I, I, um, I'll talk about Jay Thompson, had a website. He purchased the domain Phoenix Real Estate Guy yep. in 2004 and started blogging about Phoenix Real Estate and just Phoenix in general and quickly moved to page one, spot one, when people were searching Phoenix Real Estate. Yep. It was easy to do. Honestly, today, let's say I want to get to page one for this search Phoenix Real Estate. Is it possible if I have enough money... Or time, is it possible? I think it's possible. And how, I think roughly it, it how much is it going to cost me? I mean, I would say you're probably looking at a three to six month ramp up time and you just have to go build a ton of content about that specific which, local region. Which costs money. You're yeah. basically yeah, saying yeah, you need yeah, to hire a team of writers. Absolutely. Uh, you need copywriters. You, know you need doing, HTML right? developers. Yeah, you need yeah. website developers. Yeah. You want to slice the MLS data multiple ways. Yeah. Well, did, when you were in New York doing some of this stuff, um, when IDX came out, when IDX became yeah. available to the broker, that was a big deal. I remember Jay all of a sudden went overnight to 50,000 pages on his website. Absolutely. You saw that happen too. Yeah, I literally was working with my mom, putting a listing into the MLS for her, and Long Island Stratus had an announcement. Oh, now we have the data for all of you to put on your websites. And I'm like, this is genius. I was like... I used to go to realtors' houses and spend three hours updating one listing on their website for them. Yeah. My mom's friends were like, can you update my website? I can't do it. And, yeah. and now it's like, here's the data. So we built the first IDX integration company on Long Island and started doing custom websites and rolling out 27,000 listing pages. Yeah, they opened up just with something just like that. Yeah. Exactly. So, so the, once again, those early adopters there reap the benefits of that totally now everybody has it now that that differentiator has gone and yeah. we're going to come back to the same thing we've been talking about for the last few minutes and that is it's all about content yep yeah let let's talk about your offering to do the work and i'll, I'll in my role for yep. the last 10 12 years with fidelity it was all it always would be i would show them how to do something and talk about the importance of things that you know you talk about and they would just say, "What well, can you do for me? Yeah. And the answer is like, no, that's not really my job. Um, and, and to be honest, it was tough to find somebody that I would that I could trust that would do it. Yep. Right? So you've identified that need. And let's talk about you know, these time-poor agents. And first of all, I mean, obviously, the first thing to do is talk to you. Go to realgrader.com, have a conversation with, with Alex and his team. Yep. But on the other side of things, are there some basic things that a realtor who has a little bit of technology... What are some basic things? And let's focus on Google that, okay. they, that they should get done. Well, they should definitely have their Google business page created, whether an individual agent, a team, a broker. If they are a team, it should also mention their individual team leaders' names for search engine optimization purposes. Most realtors don't realize that just optimizing your team name isn't going to do the trick because I don't know your team until I meet you. I know you, so I'll Google you. So having your Google business page set up, having your sold properties on your Google business page, 
and then uh, having your bio in there too. I mean, posting your open houses to your Google business page, getting reviews. Yeah, I think uh, we, we at Ray, my agent, we have that same uh, conversation with people. People don't know that you can put posts in Google business just like you do on Facebook. Yep. You can create a post and post it. And it's probably, would you say it's less than 10% of people are doing that? Yeah. It's it's a crazy number. Yeah, it's a crazy low number. Yeah. I mean, I would say 70%, or we used to say 70% of realtors are not on Google business. Not even with a profile, yeah. let alone knowing how to use it properly. Yeah. yeah that's rough. You got to pay attention to Google business. Really important. You're not even going to go to Google local service ads yet for somebody like that because it's not. If you don't have at least 20 reviews. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, What about some of the other, give me the next most important, maybe social site you think that they are, that agents missed the boat on. Oh, I think YouTube, they're just sleeping on YouTube. Right. I mean, YouTube is all about videos. If you're going to do videos, put them up on your YouTube channel. Start building that out. I, I think when someone does a Facebook Live or they're doing reels and all this stuff, should all that be converted to YouTube? Could did you try to download that and get it on YouTube as well? You could do that. I mean, just to build some content. But yeah. I mean, I would probably do YouTube videos a little differently, more like a landscape view. Yeah. You, um, versus <laughs> you the don't Instagram like the bars view. on the side. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could try to work it. Yeah. No, I think that's fine. I think, I think um, well, I got to ask you this question talking about vertical video. I heard you say the word TikTok yesterday. Absolutely. It's really there. It's 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 we're not there. You, we're there already. Did you think Snapchat was going to be important for realtors? No. Okay, so you were off that because a lot of people were talking about that. Tell me why TikTok. Okay, why well, I love TikTok is because the video editing tools are tremendous. I mean, forget about Instagram. I mean, what you can do on TikTok to make a beautiful video is is amazing and then you can download it and share it on any platform. So first of all, from a video creation standpoint, it's huge. Uh, next thing is, it's the fastest growing network, meaning if you want to build your following, you want to get a lot of views, TikTok is going to be way faster than Instagram. And people are using it to drive traffic to their YouTube channels, to grow their Instagram following. And I mean, if you could think 100,000 followers on Instagram, think a million followers on TikTok. Wow. Wow. So give me an example for a realtor listening to this, of something they could be doing. What does it look like? Because I'm sure it's not a dance. I'm guessing it's probably something else. So what should you be doing on TikTok? You should be leveraging the trends, right? So I'll give you an example. I'm driving with in my car and my 10-year-old daughter is singing, the, singing along to a radio song. And the guy on the radio is like, this song just came out. And my daughter's like, this song didn't just come out. It's been on TikTok forever right? Things come out on TikTok first, especially music, because that's the source of it. And if you're catching those trending songs and playing them as a background to showcasing a beautiful listing, you're going to get a lot of views on that listing. And there's realtors that are already selling properties through TikTok. Wow. You, you mentioned the power of the video creation on TikTok. Do you have a favorite app? When, when someone says, I'm just going to shoot them on my phone, I'll get a tripod, I'll get some lighting. But is there a favorite app you like for editing? I think I like the TikTok app for editing. Really? Yeah. Like wow. there's just so much you can do with it. So you can shoot horizontal if you want. Do all those different things? No. I think you can only shoot vertical okay. on TikTok. Okay. I haven't played with horizontal. But I mean, as far as other tools, I would say Canva is one of my favorite okay. for video editing as well. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people realize, but you can actually create videos in Canva, wow. not just static okay. images. And I also like... Uh, just for ease of use, I like GoPro's tools. 
You know, the quick, the quick video editor. Can I download the GoPro app yeah. if I don't have a GoPro? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. It's that's called cool. quick, Q-U-I-K. Awesome. Awesome. I would think you're somebody who's paying attention to what's coming next. TikTok is a prime example of that. Is there something on the horizon or something you're watching that you can share with us? Because I imagine it might be some things you don't want to share. Mm-hmm. It could be part of a business plan somewhere down the road. But is there something we need to think about? I think what we need to think about is where Google's going to go. Okay. Right? Like, what you know, they just came out with Google Local. What are they going to do next? They're building up this list of top producing agents based on their algorithms. They're favoring the ones that stay on Google local, not the ones that come in and out of Google local. There's like a certain threshold that they're looking at. So I think, you know, your, your reviews, I think your Google local ads. And then I think one thing people aren't realizing is that even just your Google business page is getting phone calls. And now Google launches this new phone service. That's going to track your leads. I bet barely any realtors are even using that, but that thing's going to track who's actually calling you on your Google business, on your Google local, all of it. And and I know that that's how you rank higher on this new tool, Google local services ads, is response times and how well you take care of exactly. the phone calls that come in. Because I, I try to explain this to people all the time. If, since day one of Google, all Google wants to do really well is give people the right result as soon as possible when they type in a search term. Right. Right. That's the, if you wanted to boil it down to a sentence, is that Google? It's that yeah, thing. And exactly. if, if they keep giving the wrong result and people have to keep digging, people won't be happy. Now, I doubt they're going to Bing or anywhere else, but the ultimate success for Google is giving them. That's why the social component of Google, which I don't think a lot of people understand as well. Right. Like they're, when I do a search, they know everyone I connected with socially and people that I have conversations with. And don't they surface those results up for me? They think they go, yeah. I think, well, Bill's looking for this sort of a thing. Here's, here's an agent he knows in Phoenix. Let's put that on page one. Whereas it wouldn't be page one for somebody else. Yeah, my dad used to study Google a lot. And what it is is that they want to provide results that you can count on. Right. So if they want to provide results like search engine results that you can count on for the best information, now that they're putting it together in agent directory, they want to give you agents they, that you can count on. Not agents that don't pick up the phone, not agents that don't return a call, but agents who actually are successful and respond, have high response time and are being professional. I mean, it, it's curious to me when, you know, not to bash the industry, but, it's like you, you're calling a realtor because you searched up, I want the best realtor in Orlando. And then you call the realtor and they pick up the phone and they go, hey, hi. It's like, <laughs> that's really how you answer the phone, right? Yeah. Like, I want to know that you're a professional realtor. Hi, I'm Alex Montalanti. I'm a professional realtor in Orlando. Thanks for contacting me. Yeah. How can I help you today? You know where the call's coming from, right? Right. Yeah. So, See. There's a little bit of problem there because you don't know ah, yet. Okay. I think Google really needs to create something that'll, that'll indicate, you know, That's like, next. hey, you're getting a Google local service ad right yeah, now. There you go. But if you're spending the money to have, well, uh, well, if you're agreeing to spend the money that a phone call results in, because you don't pay in advance. That's a weird thing, right? Yeah. You only pay if calls come in. Pay per lead, yeah. Yeah. And that'll vary in cost as it gets more um, well-known. That's yep. going to go up in cost because that's how that thing Right that now I'm works. seeing it about 20 to $55 per lead. Per Per person calling because they yeah. this is someone way farther down the funnel. Yeah. So worth every... They're looking for a realtor to list e- with. Worth every penny. Yeah. yeah. So that's very interesting to see how that's going to play out over time. Um, 
like Alex, I've had you here. We got to get you back inside to the session. What, uh, my same final question I've asked nearly 300 guests. What okay. one piece of advice would you give a new agent just starting in the business? New agent getting in the business, go get yourself set up online because that's the first place they're going to go to check you out. And you could actually get ahead of the veteran experienced agent who's been around for 30 years because they haven't taken care of their online presence. So I think it should almost be part of Department of State licensing. Like you get your license, you also go through a setup process wow. of getting your online presence set up. Wow, if there only there was a company that could contract with with the <laughs> State Department of Real Estate, wouldn't uh, that be I'm, great? I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> um, Alex, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way is to email us at hello at realgrader.com. Just say hello, ask us a question, say hi, we're here for you. Go to our website, realgrader.com. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram, alex.montalenti. Awesome. Alex, this has been great. I really appreciate the time. It's It's been great to get to know you. I, th I see us working together a lot closer as things move forward. I think there's Absolutely. this great synergy between Ray, my agent, and Real Grader. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Sessions. Please head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash RE Sessions to leave a review or a rating and subscribe to The Real Estate Sessions podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. Thank <laughs> you.